0: Good morning everyone. How are you all doing today? Good. (laughs) Good morning. Thank you. So I see a lot of new faces but um, for those who know me, I'm Jeannie. I'm one of the staff here at GRX. For those who don't know me, I'm Jeannie. I'm one of the staff here at GRX. (laughs) And anyhow, this is my first time here preaching and um, last week you guys know my co Terrence was here at this time preaching. And he mentioned about how uh, Scott at one time at the staff meeting was asking our staff if we want to preach Sunday, right? Preach on Sunday. And, um, and while he asked, everyone is like looking on the floor and <laughs> saying nothing. And all of a sudden, I sense a big push from God. And so here I am. So be honest with you. And, and really, if it's not God asked me to do that, I will never, ever to stand up over here. <laughs> so, uh, but, but what I want to say is this. Even before I stand up here to share with you, I already experienced God so much. Um, I experienced Him so much, so much is because throughout this time of preparation and prayers, He constantly telling me different things, like different ideas, different examples, stories, and stuff like that. And so I already feel such a great intimate relationship with him. So sweet. At the same time, I also received tons of love from my family. They were just taking turns to pray for me earlier. So I just received so much love, and other congregations, they just supported me. Uh, I have to say I feel very privileged and I feel very blessed to be here, standing up over here, to share with you what God has revealed to me in the past couple of weeks and also even in my life. Oh my goodness, I realized I just shipped all my all my papers in different orders. (laughs) It's okay. I'm here. I'm ready. So give me a second and I'll double check if the order is right, okay? <laughs> I hope it's, it's okay. Anyhow, God is with me. <laughs> so last two weeks, Scott and Terrence were sharing their favorite stories. Um, today, I'm going to share mine. And my favorite story is Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Um, so now, let's look into the Bible. And it's in the book of John, chapter 13 one and three to nine. Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus knowing that Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God, and was going back to God, rose from supper, Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Let me give you some background about the story here. Um, Back then, foot washing was a way to extend hospitality, usually done before a meal or coming into someone's home. The road back then is also very filthy, dirty, muddy, right? And so the, with Peter, uh, people's feet would be dusty and dirty from wearing sandals. So usually, washing feet was performed by the lower-ranking person like servants. Now I realize the order is, is not the way I want. <laughs> so if you don't mind, I will take some time to shift around. I like this story because, because I love how Jesus, the Son of God, he has this servanthood attitude. I'm inspired of how he choose to humble himself down, to serve and love his disciples in this specific way. And his intention to be an example, to teach disciples, also really inspire me. So at first I thought, oh, I'm going to talk about Jesus' servanthood uh, leadership, and I'm going to talk about how I get um, influenced by that kind of style. But then you know what? The more I dig deeper into the passage and I pray about it, Peter's reaction to Jesus started to captivate my interest. So the further I studied, I realized the story really reflected about my relationship with Jesus. And truly, remember last time Terrence said, I truly saw myself in the story. So it's kind of like a personality test. It's really cool. So it's like your favorite Jesus story tells who you are. And if you are ready to allow Jesus to reveal who you are and your relationship with him, I want to recommend you to try to do a Bible study in your favorite Jesus story. Okay, so I have interactive things I want to ask you to do. If throughout the message, I'm going to share about my story. So would someone help me write down the year I mentioned in my story? So throughout my story, I have year. So can somebody help me write down the, the year? Is that okay? Okay. Thank you. And I will tell you why. So now, shall we dig deeper into the passage and see what God and Jesus has revealed to us? Okay, thank you, Kiana. <laughs> okay, <laughs> first one. <laughs> Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So here we know Jesus knew his hour on earth has come to an end. Instead of being anxious and panic. Jesus' heart and his mind still on his disciples because he really, really loved his disciples. Verse 5. He poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him. And Jesus did something that was out of ordinary here. What was he do? He's washing the disciples' feet. Remember I said earlier, washing feet is considered as a lower servant's job? So Jesus, as a higher rank person, washing somebody's feet was something that is unheard of. Jesus was acting out his love to his disciples and also giving them examples how to love and serve others. I would say washing feet was Jesus' way to show his love to his disciples, And verse 6, he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now. But afterward, you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. So instead of accepting Jesus' offer, what did he do? He refused Jesus' act of love in the first place. He was battling with Jesus. Even Jesus explained to him, what I'm doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will. But he's still saying, no, nah, no. And he said, never. <laughs> what could be some possible reasons Peter refused Jesus? First, like I said earlier, right? It's not appropriate in their culture. That's very obvious. Second is that you think Peter had certain expectations of Jesus, who he was? And his role was, think about it. Back then, a lot of people, including Peter, expected Jesus to be a future king, future Jewish king. And he, they expected Jesus to overthrow the Roman, right? So, for sure, Peter would not expect and even did not want Jesus and his king, especially, to do the lower servant's job. Peter said, Peter had different expectations of what Jesus needed to do. In other words, Peter would never expect Jesus would show his love through washing his feet. How about us? Do we have certain expectations how Jesus would show his love to us? At my family dinner table, I often ask my kids and my family these questions. Where have you seen God today? Where have you experienced his love today? And often, um, I felt like the answers come from good experiences. For example, oh, I lost something, I found something, or I had a great experience with my friends. So then I asked myself and my, my family, um, are we expecting God's love only come through good experiences or his profession? But I have to admit, when there were days I drove through all green lights, or I found the parking through it during the very busy hours, Two times in a row, I feel super loved right? (laughs) You will too, right? But is it possible we can also experience Jesus' love through challenges, troubles, disappointment, uncertainty, or even illnesses? Are we open to embrace Jesus' love in all different circumstances? So here comes the year, okay? (laughs) In 2015, November... Um, the doctor told me that they found an abnormal tissue in my breast and it would cause into breast cancer. And, um, surprisingly, when I heard about the news, I was pretty in peace. So during the biopsy, I was pressing my chest against the machine and was waiting for the whole process. I started meditating in the spirit and my, in my thought, I was walking with Jesus. While I was walking with Jesus, I didn't say anything, I was just walking with him in a big green wild pasture, and it was so beautiful. I was just walking with him. And during the walk, I was overflowed with that peace, tremendous peace, and gratitude. Then I started talking to Jesus. I said, God, Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your love for me. Thank you so much for your peace. Thank you so much for this wonderful team of this technician. And they were so kind, they were so polite, they were so sweet. I would just keep talking about all my gratitude. And that moment, I'm overflowing with peace, contentment, and thanksgiving. And that moment, I feel super loved. And after I'm done with the process, I came down from the machine and then the staff asked me, what was you doing back there? I was looking at her, looking at the machine. Uh, what do you mean? And she said, "You look super. You ha- you look very happy up there." While well, in my heart, I thought, even she noticed that. And yes, I was filled with joy at that moment. The test came out to be negative. What I really appreciate is that I experienced Jesus' love before I know the test result. And during the experience, not only I embrace Jesus' love, I embrace Jesus' peace when I find out I have a chance to have breast cancer. And I experience his love during the biopsy before I know the test result. Jesus may use different ways to communicate love to all of us. And you will ask me, do I always open to embrace Jesus' love at all kind of circumstances? Definitely not. So how can I learn how? My answer is this. My answer is constantly having conversation with Jesus. In this Jesus story, having conversation with Jesus is very essential. So let's look closer to Jesus and Peter's conversation. Verse 6. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, Lord, So when Peter saw Jesus washing the disciples' feet, I could imagine, I could picture Peter wondering in his head, what is he doing? When Jesus came to Peter, Peter double-checked, Lord, do you wash my feet? And even when Jesus told him, "What, what I'm doing now, you might not understand, so kind of explaining to Peter his action, but Peter seems pretty determined about his decision and says, you shall never wash my feet. Pretty strong word, isn't it? But in verse 8, all of that sudden, Peter changed his mind had Jesus washed his feet. What changed Jesus' mind? I mean, sorry, what changed Peter's mind? After Peter heard Jesus says, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. He immediately accepted the offer and asked Jesus to wash his hands and his head. Peter changed his mind after he had a conversation with Jesus. Obviously, Peter had no clue what Jesus is doing. But Peter wanted to have shared with Jesus, have part with Jesus, and he trusted what Jesus says. So having conversation with Jesus is the key here. And also, another key is not only having conversation with Jesus, but knowing what Jesus thinks is also a key. So Peter surrenders in Jesus' plan. He let go of the cultural boundary and his expectation of Jesus' role. And Peter trusts Jesus' words and let Jesus wash his feet at last. Even though Peter still didn't comprehend what Jesus is doing, but he finally embraced Jesus' love at last. In other words, if the conversation did not happen, Peter simply would refuse Jesus' love, right? The act of love here. So how about us? Do we miss out or refuse to experience Jesus' love because we don't or refuse having conversation with Jesus? So what is conversation? Let's look at the meaning of conversation. Conversation is an informal talk in which two or more people exchange thoughts, feelings, or ideas. Communication goes two ways. So having conversation is like an interaction with Jesus, like interactive um, with Jesus, and it should be a dialogue, not a monologue. So not only I tell Jesus what I think, what I feel, I also expect and believe he will respond to me, and he will share his ideas with me, and he will share his thoughts with me. At the same time, I intentionally seeking and looking for his answers try to understand his thoughts so in jeremiah 29 13 it says you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart it indeed is a promise that god has given to us so having a conversation with jesus guide me to embrace jesus love in all different circumstances especially through challenges and darkness in my life. At the beginning of my journey with Jesus, I didn't know how to embrace his love um, in difficult situations and in difficult experience. In fact, I would battle with him. I would, um, I would always feel sorry for myself, and I would demand Jesus for what I want. And if he didn't grant my wish, I would blame him for not feeling my pain. So okay <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, I got it. When I was a kid, the relationship with my mom had always been tough. Um, After I became a Christian um, in college, I constantly battled with Jesus about my mom. And one day, I remember I said to Jesus, I can't take it anymore. And I asked Jesus to change her. But Jesus is really patient with me. He never stopped invite me to have share with me. In 1997, 1997 <laughs> one summer night in August, during my devotion. <laughs> God talked to me through Philippians 3, 13 to 14. It says, Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly price for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. He called me to forget about the past and lay eyes on the future and the blessings that he has prepared for me. After that night, I experienced tremendous peace and transformation. I began to let go of my resentment, let go of my pain, let go of a lot of bad memories. With that experience, my faith grew. I started to trust him more, and I started to have more conversation with him. Not only I shared feelings, thoughts, I also asked him tons of questions, tons of questions, and actively seeking for his answers. So throughout my many conversations with Jesus, he affirms my value through his words in the Bible. He reminds my identity in him through a conversation with with a believer. Um, Jesus acknowledged my feelings through a sermon he heals my wounds and changed my perspective through a prayers after many, many talk and listen to him. Um, and Jesus called me to step out of my comfort zone to preach through the Holy Spirit. And in 2016, 2016 <laughs> Jesus taught me about self-love through a conversation with our retreat speaker, Gene Goldman, um, during our one-on-one time. And I, after that, I continue to pray and talk to him. And now, I truly appreciate myself and love who I am, the one that he created. And I realized, before Jesus changed my mom, he changed me. So like Peter, even though I may not comprehend Jesus for what he is doing, I surrender and put my faith in him. Throughout my journey with Jesus, he would respond to my doubts, my questions from time to time, and I feel content, loved, and cared for. So I noticed, not only I embrace Jesus' act of love, I embrace Jesus' act of teaching, healings, comforting, leading, calling, and many more throughout all these years. With all these special acts of Jesus, I notice my faith grow, and the more I open to trust him, I see more goodness in him, especially during tough times, uncertainty, and disappointment. So now, earlier I asked somebody to help me write down the years. Did you all do that? I mean, somebody do that? (laughs) Okay, let me ask you this. So what is the year Jesus talked to me in my devotion? Huh? 1997, okay, remember that. What is the year I had the biopsy? 2015. So how many years in between? <laughs> Quick math. <laughs> 18 years, thank you, you. <laughs> and then, okay, remember that. And then what is the year I learned about self-love? 2016, okay. So here's the point. What is my point? Here's the point. I took 18 years of practice to talk and listen to God, to finally learn how to embrace Jesus and not battling with him. Okay, 18 years. And even though I thought I got it during my uh, uh, biopsy, I got it. I think I, I embraced Jesus' love. I got it. But Jesus never stopped teaching me, healing me, he continues to heal me and teach me about self-love in 2016, and which is after the year of the biopsy, right? So only Jesus and God can see my brokenness. As long as I continue to let him and be open and surrender, he will continue to heal me, guide me, and teach me. The key is, I have to let go with my control and surrender in God. And how about you? Are you open to embrace Jesus' love? So here comes the application. If you are open and still battling to what Jesus offered for you, like Peter did in the story, start having conversation with Jesus and expect Jesus to respond to you. You might ask me, what kind of question should I ask? Ask specific questions, such as, Jesus, where are you in this situations?" Jesus, where are you trying to reveal to me? And then, intentionally, seek for your answers with all your heart through Bible, prayers, sermon, music, other believers, our thoughts, Feelings and peace, nature and God's creation, and your own circumstances. And one last thing is quiet time with Jesus. I might not have time to go through every single thing here, but I wanted to spend some time to talk about the quiet time with Jesus. We are very busy during our life, right? Everyone have work, have school, have assignment, have a, things to, a lot of things to take care of. So it's really hard to hear Jesus, to hear God. So what should we do? What I would recommend you to do is pause, take a break, quiet down, and listen. And then you will be surprised what kind of things he will tell you. Since we do not have time to go through every single thing that I encourage you, if you want to know more, come and talk to me. Come and ask me. Come and discuss with me. I love to talk about how to hear God's voice. So, And if you know me, you know English is not my first language. And if you don't know me, you should know by now. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is this. Um, If you have any confusion and feel confused with something I said in my message, because the way I said it or the words I used, I encourage you to come and talk to me. Same thing applies to you and God. If you feel confused, if you have doubts, if you lost your peace, I encourage you to talk to him today. So let's all practice to have conversation with Jesus and learn how to embrace Jesus' love today. Um, and I've, I sense the Spirit call me to pray um, to all of you. So I would like you all to bow your, bow, uh, close your eyes, bow down your head. Um, so for those who are open to let go with your control and surrender in God's plan to embrace His love, I want you to please put your hands, place your hands on your shoulder so I can pray for you. One more time I'm saying, for those who are open to let go with your control and surrender in God's plan, I want you to place your hands on your shoulder so I can pray for you. Father God, close your eyes. Father God, these are your children who are willing to let go with their control and surrender in your plan to embrace your love please teach them in love and teach them how and have the Holy Spirit remind them and nudge them in all circumstances help them to be sensitive to your spirit your words and your voice at all times. thank you Jesus And for those who are open to have more conversation with Jesus, please place your hands on your shoulder so I can pray for you. Father Lord, these are your children who want to have more conversation with you. Please help them to find time to pause and to listen to you. Open their ears and eyes to be sensitive to your spirit, your words, your voice, at all times. Give them the spirit of pure heart so they can simply be open to your teaching, leading, and healing, and follow you. Father God, thank you for loving us and never stop caring for us. You are a very personal God as long as you are, we are willing and open to you. We will always be there to explain, to remind, and to be open and and to nudge us like patients and loving parents. So please help us to be open and be hungry for your love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.